Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for coming. You are so welcome here. Take a seat wherever you would like in the class. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom. Anyway, what is up, podcast listeners of the world? Do you guys listen to other podcasts? Question. I always like wonder that. Like, do people just listen to mine or do they listen to other podcasts? Do you guys cheat on me with other people? Who else are you seeing when we're not together? Are you guys pulling a Tristan Thompson on me? Am I just entertaining you on Tuesday Fridays? I'm kidding. I I, I listen to other podcasts too. And not that many, to be honest. I listen to like basically if a podcast has a guest that I like, I'll listen to it. There are a few regulars that I'll listen to regardless, like Mindset Mentor. He's fierce. He's like super famous. Emma Chamberlain's. I listen to hers all the time. She comforts me. As much as I want to like hate on her and call her quirky, she really is relatable and just fun to listen to. And as another podcast host, she's really relatable too in her episodes. She'll say at the end, like, oh my God, I blacked out during that whole thing. I hope what I said wasn't stupid or that I talked in circles or made any sense. And that's exactly how I used to feel when I started recording this podcast. So thank God that she affirmed me that other podcasters listen to that too. Because when you're just speaking into this mic for 30 minutes, sometimes you black out and you don't have any like facial feedback. You're just talking into a wall and it's not easy. So actually some people in real life kind of feel like you're talking to a wall too. But anyway, let's get into the topics today. So like always, there is so much fucking tea on this podcast. We're going to do an update on Ricky Martin having a sexual relationship with his nephew. We're going to talk about Drake Stalker. We're going to get into Nicki Minaj and Normani, you know, some of the hip hop community, what's going on there. We're going to talk about The Real Housewife saying something super problematic that I think a lot of people should hear. And then we're going to do a little Kardashian, Kim and Pete, Kendall, Courtney cute update that you guys will not want to miss of course there's always something crazy going on with them but before we get into everything make sure you rate this podcast five star on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave a cute little review screenshot a post on your instagram story to let your friends know what amazing podcasts you are listening to and tag me and i will respond to you in your dms the music in today's episode will be brought to us by billy eilish and megan the stallion who both released new music in the last few days so get ready for pop culture university take your seats classes in session I'm That one's Megan The Stallion's new song. I like it. Of course, it's fun. Meg. I feel like the f- feature could have been chosen. Different. I don't know if I loved feature on it. And I feel like it was reminiscent of like her 2019, more coming up days. It wasn't so exciting and fresh for me. It was kind of like, felt like she was going backwards. So I didn't really love it. I found myself kind of wanting to turn off the first time I listened to it. But 
It will probably grow on me. I love Megan and everything she does. So anyway, let's start by giving an important update on Latino gay daddy Ricky Martin and the whole he's having a sexual relationship with his nephew and then they broke up and Ricky was stalking his nephew because he was so upset about the breakup and wouldn't leave him alone and was walking all over their property trying to find him. That's what the rumors were. We almost had to cancel him. It would have been hard. But, you know, we can't pick and choose who we have to cancel, even if they're sexy and have a great music career. We, you know, we have to push them to see and exile them. But luckily, his nephew have dropped the allegations and everything Ricky said about his real nephew, Dennis, was true. He just has really bad mental health problems. And he made up this whole scenario in his mind. He probably has like schizophrenia. This man was 21 and he made this rumor up about his famous uncle. I know a lot of, um, well, not a lot of people, but... Actually, no, I I know that a lot of people develop mental health disorders in their early 20s, including schizophrenia. I may or may not even know someone who unfortunately developed schizophrenia in their early 20s. And it was really crazy for a while. Some of the, the things they were doing, they like left their house one night at like midnight and thought Ted Bundy was chasing them. But it was actually a cop who was chasing her. It It was wild. Luckily, she's doing a lot better now. And I wish her the best of luck in everything. Things are going great. Maybe he's just developing um, mental health issues now. I mean, clearly he is. But anyway, even the judge who granted him the restraining order at first has lifted the temporary restraining order against Ricky Martin. And Ricky is fully in the clear. Unlike my STD results, he is in the clear. And we can admit that he is hot again. His nephew was kind of cute, too. The nephew was cute who made up these rumors. He was my age range, too. Do you think he's single? Like, I kind of like them a little crazy. Maybe I should shoot my shot. I'm kidding. Anyway, Ricky Martin was really distraught over these whole rumors. They really ruined this past month for him. And I don't blame him. This is some crazy shit to go through on a public platform. These accusations are real and have ended people's careers and could have totally ruined everything he's built over decades. So he gave a quote to news outlets saying, I've been working on stages for almost four decades in the public eye, and I have never ever had to deal with something as painful as what I have experienced in the last two weeks. I was a victim of a lie. Unfortunately, the attack came from a family member who was sadly dealing with mental health issues. Lies can cause a lot of damage. It did a lot of damage to me, my children, to my husband, to my parents, to my whole family. I couldn't defend myself before there because there is a process that I had to follow where I was required to remain silent until I can speak out in front of a judge. And that's how it went. Thank you very much to all the unconditional fans who always sent me messages of love and positivity. I insist there is a God who rewards those who focused and live in the truth. I completely agree with him. God does reward those who focus and live in the truth. The truth will set you free. Living in your truth is the best feeling ever. That's really all you can do. So much weight is lifted off your shoulder regardless of what situation it is. So always live in your truth. And I feel for him that his whole family was affected from this. And of course, it's not just him and the nephew who are affected so many members of the family would be in between this. Imagine all the hard conversations and all the horrible things that they had to go through with this nephew who made up this lie. But thankfully, it is over. And, you know, it was just two weeks. And at least he's still sexy. Because like Lizzo says, he is way too fine to be that stressed. You know what I'm saying? So what can we learn from this? What I was always thinking during this case with Ricky Martin is, how do you live with a rumor like that? So scared of what people think about you. So scared of people who will never believe the truth, even if it was proven false. How do you live with people who just won't listen to you? And I realized you can't worry about what 
everyone thinks of you, especially people with closed minds who have already made up what they want to think about you, regardless of what's true or not. Even if they know something bad about you isn't true, they just want to believe that. So you can't live by what others think. You know who you are. Don't force other people to understand you or respect you. Just be yourself and the truth will prevail. And those who want to listen to the truth will listen. And those who don't, won't. So, you know, as the quote says, those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. And I've really been doing that lately. I've not been giving a fuck what anyone thinks about me because I know who I am. I know I'm a good person. I know that my actions that I carry out throughout my day are with love and respect. And I'm a good human being. And I don't care what anyone thinks about me. So you guys should try that too because it's genuinely been such a release of stress and just a better way to live overall. Speaking of restraining orders, Drake is going to need to get one now. I don't know who the lawyers are who give people restraining orders, but they have job security, man. There are so many freaks out there that people need to (laughs) stay a certain distance away from them. So those lawyers be working, booked and busy, and the freaks will will never go away. They're here and they're queer. I'm kidding. A 23-year-old man has been targeting Drake's house in Beverly Hills over the past few weeks, and... He finally trespassed onto Drake's $75 million mansion, claiming that he was Drake's biological son and was trying to find his dad, like knocking at the windows like, dad, Drake, like, bitch, this isn't Target. And you can't go walking around screaming dad in the aisles like you just lost your parents in the grocery store. That is not how this works. And Drake's house, I don't know if you guys have seen a $75 million house. The inside literally looks like Abu Dhabi. It's so beautiful and futuristic and nice. He needs to give people mental health screenings before they're allowed to enter his house because it's so beautiful. I don't want anyone to fuck it up. But anyway, Drake fortunately did not have to deal with this because he's a world traveler. He's in Ibiza right now, partying it up. I actually don't know why he's in Ibiza right now, but he's always posting about it on Instagram because one thing we know about Drake is he is not only a rapper, that's just his side gig. His main gig is being an Instagram baddie. Okay, he he be posting his braids, his body, his workouts. He's going to let everyone know that he is the baddie with the best BBL in town. He has 240 million followers, so clearly something is working with him. He's giving the Kardashians a run for their money. Did you guys see today that he posted a picture of, like, an older woman? Because I swear Drake likes MILFs. A woman was just trying to enjoy her, like, breakfast in Ibiza, and he took a photo of her put it on his Instagram story and said, I tried to airdrop this woman a photo of herself because she's fine as fuck. And she's looking at her phone like smiling. That's weird to me. That's stalker behavior. She needs a restraining order against him. I don't care if you're Drake, Aubrey, Champagne Poppy, whatever his fucking name is. That's creepy. That's weird. Imagine she does. Imagine she doesn't even know who Drake is. And she looks up and she's like, what the fuck? And like yell security. And then Drake gets humbled. That's what should have happened. 
But anyway, Drake's trespasser was taken away. He got a restraining order against him and he won't go near his house ever again. But I do hope he finds his dad soon. That's really sad. And, you know, maybe he won't end up in an orphanage. It was a good plan, though. Was he insane or was he a genius? Because that's not the bad, the worst idea, pretending that Drake is your dad. Drake fucks a lot. And honestly, you may just get away with it. Drake may just offer you some settlement money to go away, if you know what I'm saying. And I, I, I would take that. I would, of course, take that. I'd be like, oh, dad, oh, two, $2 million? Never mind. I don't need a dad. I'm happy by myself. Also, if this man is already, like, in his 20s, that means Degrassi-era Drake in that wheelchair was the one who conceived him. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't pulling bitches back then. But I would in no doubt in 20 years doubt that this will happen and it will actually be true and it will actually be his kid and i can't wait for that day when that news breaks so yeah wouldn't it kind of be fun to get a restraining order against someone like oh my god you're so obsessed with me like you just you just love me so much like i'm just so amazing you're obsessed with me. i have to make you go away stop go leave me alone like oh my god stop you just have to get a restraining order wouldn't that kind of be fun no all right well anyway Drake was also arrested on marijuana charges right before getting to Ibiza, but was quickly released. They couldn't hold a real one down. He probably pulled a Reese Witherspoon and was like, do you know who I am? This is going to be on the news tomorrow. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that video of Reese being arrested, but it's iconic. She's such a Karen, Reese Witherspoon, but she's also hilarious and iconic, so we can't be mad at her. And honestly, bitch, does that cop know who she is? Not only is she a privileged white woman, but she is Reese Witherspoon. Let her go. But yeah, Drake is having an interesting week, but it's working out for him. No jail and no stalker. Let's talk about none other than Nicki Minaj. And, you know, well, Nicki Minaj is looking for a comeback right now with her single Freaky Girl, F-F-R-E-A-K. It's not out yet, but it's coming out soon. We just learned that one of the songs that launched her career almost didn't even get put out in the first place. So... You all know Nicki Minaj's monster verse that literally changed lives, brought us into a new, more prosperous time period. There was BM and there was AM, before monster and after monster. It brought us into a time of prosperity. It had all of us rapping like we were having seizures, which we all love to do. Gen G's, Gen Z's favorite pastime. And Amber Rose, none other than Kanye West X came out this week on a podcast you know she came out the woodwork and said kanye almost cut Nicki minaj from that song because he was insecure that Nicki minaj's verse was better than his and he was getting showed up so amber spelled it out for us she said that her and Nicki were friends her and kanye west were you know in cahoots together and she was seeing Nicki's come up so when kanye was working on his album and making monster she brought Nicki into the studio and told Kanye, you know, you gotta this, you gotta get this girl on this song. She's up and coming. She's amazing. She's gonna be a huge star, and you should put her on this. So Kanye gave her the chance. She he let her have one night. She had one night, no money, no dream. Sixteen in the middle of Miami to write this verse and make it happen for herself. And she came back the next day and recorded that verse. And the verse was so good that Amber Rose said, Kanye said. How the fuck did you bring in a bitch that killed me on my own song? He was so mad that Nikki was so talented that she was the queen pen that he thought he was going to lose his job if he put Nikki on the song. 
just killed another career. It's a mild day. Besides, yay, they can't stand beside me. He probably forced her to put that line in. He was like, yeah, I'll put you on the song, man. But you gotta say I'm better than you in the song. Besides, yay, they can't stand beside me. Because we know Kanye's ego can't stand that. So anyway, Kanye literally thought that the whole talk of the album was going to be that verse. It was going to be Nicki's verse. And he thought he was going to get outshined and he was going to be called like a flop or something. He was scared for his own spot. He was really, really, really feeling insecure. And Nicki Minaj said that she had to fight for her life to get herself on this song. She knew this was going to be a big moment for her. I mean, come on, it's Kanye and Jay-Z. If you are in a song with Kanye and Jay-Z, that is the biggest cosign of all time. And you're you're not going to take the stairs to the top, bitch. You are shooting from the elevator right to the top floor. And your career is going to blow the fuck up. And that's exactly what happened. But on one of the anniversaries of the song coming out, she said, It was like an hour-long call where I tried to convince him to let me stay on his album. He felt the verse would end up being the talk of the whole album. And I said, You're Kanye West. She was like, don't be insecure about me. Focus on yourself. You're the genius, greatest rapper in the world. You always say that. Let me on the fucking album. And thank God, ultimately, he did, which was the right thing to do. It made the song so much better. It got Kanye's album, so many more streams. And he kept up with her. Like, people thought they both did good, and they praised both of them. So imagine an alternate universe where we would live if Kanye didn't put her on there. There would be no sunlight. There'd be no rain. All the fish in the sea would die. Everyone's hair would fall out. So anyway, what can we learn from this? First of all, thank God she was on the song. Thank you, Kanye. But we can really learn that Kanye was so worried about getting outshined by Nicki because she's such a good rapper, but he shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't be. He should be grateful that a good rapper wanted to make his song better and wanted to work with him. I think it's one of the worst things you can do to not be around people who you think will outshine you. You should be grateful that the people around you are better than you and teaching you. And you should want to be around people like that, that challenge you and push you. You know, you should want to feel like the people around you are better than you and valuable. You learn from them. They share wisdom. You get better by being with them. So ultimately, even if it makes you feel insecure for a second, you're doing yourself a huge service by being around people like that. You should never be in a room where you constantly think you're the smartest or the wisest or whatever. You should want to be in a room all the time where you feel like you are maybe even the worst in the room. Maybe you're surrounded by greatness. That's who you want to be by. So let's talk about Normani for a second. You know, every you should know Normani at this point from Fifth Harmony. Every day is payday. Swipe my card, then I do the nay-nay. From motivation, I'ma make you up and let me be your motivation to stay and get it tonight. Anyway, she's retiring. Normani is retiring, apparently, allegedly, after she releases her next single and album. Which, by the way, is only her first fucking album. Like, she's retiring before she really even started. Come on, Normani. But anyway, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't know if you guys like follow her career like that. But Normani's solo career has been riddled with troubles and disappointments. Really, ever since she left Fifth Harmony, it's been inconsistent releases. It's been not the strongest singles. It's been long waits, bad promotion. It's been a hard road for Normani. And she's disappointed a lot of fans along the way. She's lost a lot of fans because people forget about her and move on. Someone close to Normani's team this week leaked a message that is apparently real that's said along the lines... Therefore, it has been mutually decided that both Normani and RCA Records, that it's best if Normani focuses on other aspects of her career, and this will basically just be her last album. People are really sad by that, blaming her record label, but I'm going to put this blame on Normani and her record label, because Normani has been in interviews where she was saying that her label was pushing her to do things, and 
you know, release things that she wasn't ready to or she didn't know if they were good enough or she was just very hesitant about things. And she almost even didn't want to put out motivation because she didn't believe in it. But, you know, her record labor already spent money on it. So they forced her to put it out. And like, girl, what if you didn't put out motivation? Like that was the only thing you were putting out. A lot of people online say that she doesn't want it bad enough. And that's why her career isn't taking off for her. You know, she has so much love online and so much talent and such star quality. But she's not doing the thing for herself. It's been six years since Fifth Harmony. I, I don't think there's an excuse for a no album with the other success that she's had. You know, she should have released in 2018 when Love Lies and Dancing with a Stranger were both hot. Was Motivation 2019, like, the big, the good year of 2018, then carry it into 2019? She should have released then, and I don't know why she didn't. Like, other artists fight for their label to release what they want to and advocate for themselves and, you know, really do whatever they can to release music, and she's just not doing that. Or other artists go independent and make their own music, but she won't do any of it. She's just really not... It really just seems like she doesn't want it enough, and she keeps teasing her fans and disappointing them, so I would not be surprised if this was the end of Normani's career. But what can we learn from this? Normani thinks she has all this love and these built-up singles in this career from Fifth Harmony, but it does. It seems like she doesn't want to work for anything, so I think the thing we can learn is that you're not entitled to anything. You have to work extremely hard for it. A lot of these other artists make it look so easy, you know, all these constant hit songs and these albums, but it's not easy. They're working day in and day out. And that's exactly what you have to do with whatever you want in your life to achieve. You have to work day in and day out to get it. Nothing is easy. Nothing comes easy. You have to work all the time and focus. Dreams don't work unless you do. Success comes to those who want it and work for it. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. But it's what you have to do. You have to choose your hard. And you should choose. You No, you have to choose to work hard. Every day. It has to be your new lifestyle. Work hard. It sucks. You have to do it. Work hard. You're not entitled to anything. You have to work for it. Let's talk about the new age soap operas. I'm talking about the Real Housewives franchise, of course. I really think they have replaced the soap operas. Other people will say that, and I totally agree with it. It's this franchise that have taken over everywhere. There's like 10 different franchises of it, and it's literally all over the world, like Dubai and New York and California and Atlanta. It's near, far, and in between. So while the Real Housewives does get a lot of hate... And is very controversial because people don't always agree with the morals of the women and what the show stands for. You know, greed and excess and shallowness. I think it's a great platform and does have a lot of good messages to the world. I think it's a great platform for older women. It sends a positive message that just because you aren't in your 20s or 30s anymore doesn't mean you have to die. You can still be interesting. You can still be desired and cool and have fans and fond over. And I think most of the housewives are good people. <coughs> Yolanda Hadid. <laughs> most, not all. <laughs> I think most of them are good people. But they're from an older generation, so they're kind of problematic. And this last episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, some, someone said just something so problematic. I think you need to hear it, even if you don't know who the housewives are. So one housewife, Crystal, she's new to the show. 
she, you know, they're all from wealthy families. They're all beautiful and, you know, gorgeous. But unfortunately, she has suffered with an eating disorder her whole life. Um, Trigger warning. I think she suffers from anorexia and bulimia. And she's very open about that. She talks about how it still affects her today. And she's vulnerable. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable to hear. But it's still real. And I love her for saying these things. It's not in a nasty way. It's in a very classy, like, I just want to tell you this is what I'm going through type of way. And it's really real. And I love that she's sharing that. But another housewife, Erica Jane, more, I feel like she's pretty famous. You guys may know her. Erica Jane, she's also beautiful, gorgeous, whatever. She was in the last episode acting up. And while Crystal was talking about her eating disorder, she said the most tone deaf thing you could possibly say to someone with an eating disorder. So just listen to this video. It is shocking, but this is what you missed on The Real Housewives. How do you feel? Yeah. Do you know? Oh, you look okay. beautiful. Maybe really ignorant for a second. Really beautiful. Is it like you eat it and feel guilty or you deny yourself eating it? I'm just curious. Like, eat it and feel bad. Ah. I want to get rid of it. Like, I can't. Yeah. You can't hold it. I can't be with it. No. Wow. I always. I get that. Okay. Well, I always think take laxatives and get rid of it. Wow. Wow. A laxative? She has an eating disorder. Erica's not a doctor, and you don't prescribe laxatives to someone with an eating disorder. It's really the most inappropriate thing at the most inappropriate time. So do you enjoy it going down? Yeah, and then if I feel going, yeah, yeah, feel guilt, yeah. and then it's like I gotta get rid of yes. this. Okay, to the point where sometimes I okay. look like I'm aloof because I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm all gonna, I'm gonna that. be really gross right now. Yeah. But as you would vomit it up, I would rather. Oh, right. What is it, babes? Chicken oh, we're oh, saying oh, it. Oh, what is right this? Now. Chicken tender and barbecue ranch. Get oh them to do God. it. You can't have you this. It's a chicken tender. All right. I need another drink. Oh, my God. Erica Jane just fixed all eating disorders. Girl, there's a camera right there, and you're saying a mess like that? That's, like, the dumbest fucking thing ever. How stupid how ignorant to say that to someone with an eating disorder like i wouldn't even expect my 90 year old grandma to say that to me if i didn't want to like eat her pie like that's fucking crazy i don't care what time you're from how absent-minded do you have to be not even her husband who literally has dementia would say something that's stupid that's like telling an amputee oh like you want to go for a run like oh (laughs) never mind you can't lol i would take that chicken tender and smack her across the face with it like y'all are doing on tiktok with tortillas i'd smack that bitch with a chicken tender. Now she's getting hate online, as she should, saying she's so problematic. And Erica has already gotten hate for these past years because her husband was, like, stealing settlement money from people he represented in lawsuits. And it's a whole thing. But she's getting so much hate online. And honestly, she deserves it. And have laxatives been normal to her her whole life? Because that is so, so, so dangerous and so unhealthy. And the fact that she says, oh, that's what I would do. She literally said, that's what I would do. That's crazy. She's promoting that behavior. Erica, no, like... That is even grounds to kick her off the show. Like, she, of course, has an eating disorder if she actually does that. That's fucking crazy. And I can't wait to see what Crystal says about these things. Because Crystal will, like, marinate on something before she comes for them. You know, she likes to think of how to properly roast someone with class. And I love Crystal for that. I think she's fierce. And I love her on the show. So I cannot wait till Erica gets her ass beat by Crystal and that chicken tender. But anyway, what can we learn from this? We should never normalize putting your health at risk to make yourself feel better about the food you eat. 
we should not normalize feeling guilty for the food we eat. I know it's harder to know that's unfortunately something that a lot of people go through, but we shouldn't perpetuate that system more by saying things like that. A lot of people have eating disorders, unfortunately, and clearly some don't even know it. So I think this is, of course, an ugly situation, but it's good that this is being shared. And Crystal is helping a lot of people by being this vulnerable and even, you know, having to take dumb comments like that. Crystal is doing a lot for people. She's letting them know it's okay and no one will judge you and you should ask for help and you can get help and you can recover and like rework your mind out of those unhealthy habits. But Erica is truly an example of who not to be. Lastly, let's do a Kardashians update because why not? We always want to know what's going on with them. Their show is not on right now. So, you know, we got to keep the hype alive. So let's start with Kim and Pete. So Pete is filming a movie in Australia right now. So Kim and Pete actually aren't together lately. Oh, Kim's like, fuck, I have to spend time with my kids. Fucking North, who's literally a reincarnation of Kanye and trying to ruin my life any chance she gets. Pete's like a movie star out here. Can we talk about that? He's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Did you guys see the new trailer for his movie, Bodies, 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 coming out? It's a horror movie. There are so many behind-the-scenes photos of him that leaked of him, like, covered in blood. So I'm assuming he dies or gets into a nasty motherfucking fight. But the trailer was good. You guys should go watch it. It's coming out in September. Um, so, yeah, he has that film coming up soon. And now he's filming an Orlando Bloom movie in Australia. Oh, my God. If he plays the heartthrob, I'm literally going to end it all. Like, why is Pete Davidson the new body image? that we all like strive for like if it becomes a trend to have those tattoos on your body like pete has girl i'm done i'm i'm tapping out i can't do that i don't really find him that attractive but you gotta give it to him for people asking why uh, kim finds him so attractive he is hardworking, and you can't take that away from him but yeah he's been in so many movies this year like the king of staten island and suicide squad well those are the past few years but maybe we'll finally get um a sequel to kim's movie and pete will be in it I'm kidding. But maybe they will because they're apparently doing great right now. Someone told E.T. that Kim and Pete's relationship is going better than ever. And they're closer and more in love than they ever have been. They're both extremely busy with work, but that they both make constant efforts to ensure that they see and spend time together on a relatively consistent basis. Even if that means flying thousands of miles to be with each other. And I mean, come on, Kim has Kim Air so she can fly wherever she wants. She'll fly herself right into australia and should fly all of us right into climate change but anyway <laughs> this is the part of the relationship that i feel like we're really going to see if it lasts it's kind of in the point where it's past the honeymoon phase like more than six months and it's not so exciting and filled with press anymore like people do talk about them but not as much so we're really going to see if they really want to be together if they can really make it as a couple if it's real love if they think it's worth it or if it was really just kind of for the excitement and the pr this whole time so we will see let's talk about courtney kardashian and mason her son so courtney has always you know had to put out so many of scott's media storms with all the shit that he would say and trouble he would get in but now she has to do it again with her son 
this time, like father, like son, I guess. So I don't know if you guys saw, but there was an amazing Instagram account going around that was claiming to be Mason Disick that was just like savagely exposing all the Kardashians' tea about literally anything and everything for basically just like followers and clout, which I would never do. Ever. Ever. But he was saying things like, so crazy like that Kim and Kanye would get in these insane fights and Kylie and Travis were getting married soon and he even like claimed Kylie's last pregnancy before she did so I guess that person got lucky or something but they confirmed the pregnancy so everyone was like oh my god it's real you know this is really Mason exposing all this tea oh my god like we stand you like the comments were filled like yeah Mason like we love you keep posting can you tell us about this can you take a picture of your mommy's like debit card for us he was saying that the whole family doesn't like pee and they don't think him and Kim will last. He was on some full XOXO gossip girl shit. But Courtney said, you guys, this is so cringe. And she cleared the air. And unfortunately, she said that it was not Mason. She was bored today, so she decided to tweet after months. And wait, can I say this in Courtney's voice? After months and months of thinking, you would all know that it is not Mason on these fake accounts. Some of you don't. So I will spell it out clearly. That is not Mason on these fake social media accounts talking about our family. (laughs) There's literally no one more fun to impersonate. She's iconic. But anyway, she basically said, you really think that would be fucking Mason, bitch? He was media trained before he was potty trained, ho. And if it was real, if that was Mason, the Kardashians would have pulled a Kennedy family and given him a lobotomy to act right before they would let him spill the tea like that. Kris Jenner herself would have got him exercised. So it was not Mason. Maybe he's not that cool. Whatever. Kendall Jenner. Let's move on to her. You know, the one who blocked me. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker are apparently fully dating again. A quote from E, so I trust it, said, She and Devin are fully back together. They've worked out their issues and decided that they want to move forward and be together. They moved on and it's going really well. They have been spending a lot of time together recently with Devin as her wedding day to her friend Lauren's wedding over the weekend in Napa. I hope she wore something appropriate to the wedding this time, Kendall. I mean, you have beef. I haven't forgotten about it. Anyway, they must have gotten in a little tiff. He probably asked her about that Pepsi commercial. (laughs) That was very racist. Or maybe he said he liked vodka more than tequila. I don't know. Let's move on to Kendall Jenner's real love and her real muse of life. The woman whose face she copied. Emily Redijakowski, or however you say her fucking name. Emily Redijakowski is literally one of the most beautiful women on earth. I feel like one of the most fond over women. Some person had a theory that like every few years, a lot of models and women in that industry will try to like emulate the top girl and copy her face and try to be like her and he theorized that everyone's doing that to emily radikowski's features and trying to be like her but anyway emily radikowski this baddie is single again she's getting a divorce from her husband of four years who she has a child with producer sebastian bear mcclard she's probably sick of having the last name bear mcclard <laughs> she called it off herself et said that they split and they've been having issues as a couple for a bit And Emily was the one who, you know, wanted to move on from that. So good for Emily. She's a free woman. She doesn't need no man. And that she's focused on herself and her son. And Emily is adjusting to this change and plans to divorce very, very soon. Or file for divorce very, very soon. 
I'm glad she's just focusing on herself and her son that, you know, she gave the marriage the best she could and she just feels like they weren't working out. It's time to move on. Hopefully she's focusing on how to hold her child correctly. I don't know if you saw that photo, but he is fighting for his life. So hopefully his mental state is doing good and he hasn't been dropped on his head too many times. Thank you guys for joining me at Pop Culture University today. I hope you had fun and got some great fun tea to absorb and talk about with your friends and all that shit. <laughs> um, yeah. I never know how to end these. Thanks for coming. I love you. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I feel like I will. It's my birthday. It's my friend's birthday. Oh, my God. It's my friend's birthday. Mine's coming up soon, though. August 16th. But we're going to go on a boat this weekend and like celebrate her. And I feel like my week has been pretty chill. Last episode or the one before that, I told you guys to like treat yourself like you're your own best friend and it will help you so much. And you deserve that kind of support from yourself. And I've been doing that this week. And let me tell you, it's been working wonders. Anytime I try to be too hard on myself, I tell what I would tell my best friend and try not to catastrophize whatever I'm going through. Like if I'm stressing about a due date or you know, a timeline that I have to do something for. I tell myself to calm down and don't worry, Patty, you have time. Just focus on the right now and have a good time right now. You know, you'll get it done. You always do. And that's so relieving. And then honestly, it lets me like forget about the problem because I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I give myself that support and I'm like, why live in my head and kill myself like this and overthink like this when I can just be happy in the moment and live, you know, not so in my head. Like, being your own best friend helps you get out of your own head a lot and see your own problems from a different perspective. And it really is freeing and it works wonders. You guys should try. I didn't expect it to work so much, but next time you're, you know, downing yourself or thinking some anxious thoughts or intrusive thoughts, just what would you say to your best friend? And it's so great. So I challenge you to do that this weekend and I hope you have the best weekend and I will see you guys. Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. Rate this podcast five star. Not one, two, three, or four. Five star on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it. I don't know those other platforms, to be honest. But it goes everywhere. So wherever you're listening to this, tag me on your Instagram story. Post a screenshot of you listening to it. I will respond to you there. If you um, DM me any other way, it might get like lost in my DMs in the general folder. So just tag me. There's a whole section for people's stories. So I will definitely see it. Do that. It helps push out the podcast. We don't have big companies doing it for us. And it'd be so appreciated. And I will see you guys on Tuesday. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.